Welcome to the Sim Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarek, and I'm always joined by my co-host, Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on? Today is the last of our football team review. Last but not least, this is Ron's squad, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Go. Let's go. I got many, many questions for you, Ron. <laughs> We're taping this, and it is Thursday, September 1st. Ron, this is the elephant in the room. Who is the Pittsburgh Steelers starting? Who's your QB? Wow. So uh, uh, Mr. Tomlin is keeping that hush-hush. I think uh, for the most part, it's it's a lock that it's Trubisky. And um, I'm okay with that. I'm happy with that. I kind of expected that when they signed him. Um, I think actually he's going to play well. We'll get into our roster grades and talk about the season, what we predict and stuff like that. But I don't think they can have went wrong with either him or Pickett. And quite honestly, Mason played well. I don't trust him just based on how he you know, played last year and the years prior. But I'm happy with both our quarterbacks, so it wouldn't have mattered to me. Well, I, I actually saw, I was watching TV and they were, uh, Mike Tomlin was doing like a press conference and they asked him, and I, I saved this clip especially for you. So I want you to hear what his answer was to this question. Mike, do you have a starting quarterback? I might, but you guys not going to have it today. Again, like I told you guys the other week, man, we're not going to make knee-jerk reactions and statements following a performance. We'll go through our proper professional procedure. We'll evaluate the game. We'll meet with our front office people. We'll have discussions. Uh, we'll talk internally. We'll talk external possibilities. We'll go through our normal procedure this time of year, and we'll disclose it to you at our at our leisure, to be quite honest with you. Okay. This is – when I saw this, I was like, wow, he's a company man. I would think, because he dropped there, he dropped professional procedure proper. He did the three Ps. That's a company man. That's a company man right there. So you mean to tell me that, what, the season starts, what, September 11th? And you mean to tell me that you can't tell us who your starting QB is? All right, so to be fair, right, that recording you played was, I think, from two days ago. Um, Today is Thursday. We still don't know. he knows. He said today. I'm sure he knows. He said today, who's to say it's been decided or not? I actually think this was yesterday. He said, who's to say it's been decided or not? I'm just not telling you, basically. So he knows. Everyone on the team knows. Um, they're just not going to tell the media and, and give in to the media, you know, playing off of it. Um, there's a huge push in Pittsburgh uh, for Kenny Pickett to start. You know, he's a hometown boy. They love him there. You see, you know, when he plays, they're chanting his name in the stadium and stuff. So um, I think Mike wants to keep it hush. I think he's doing the right thing. I think he's going to go with Trubisky. That was the plan from day one. Uh, nothing has changed. Um, so I think he's making the right decision. But I think he's just playing coy with the media. We'll see if it leaks uh, sometime this week. I think, obviously, by next week, we'll probably know by Thursday for sure who's, who's starting. But see, this is my question, and I don't want to labor too much into it. But my question is, why play this cat and mouse? Do you want the extra attention? Because that's what's happening right now. He's getting the team extra attention, and 
if it's Mitch Trubisky from day one, just say Mitch Trubisky. I mean, why drop the three Ps? I think the Ps that he was missing is panic. Well, listen, he, you know, I, I to be fair, I do think after the game two, the preseason game where Kenny played lights out, um, it became a real question uh, whether or not Kenny would have a chance to start. It came, became, that's when it became a debate because prior to that, I mean, Kenny's had a great preseason. He started off a little bit slow, and he's just improved every single week. Um, and his numbers have been great throughout the preseason. Um, but I think, you know, prior to, to game three, they realized, okay, this is what we're going with. You can see it because they had Trubisky play the entire first half. Uh, he got to play the entire first half with the, the ones. Uh, Kenny didn't come in until the third quarter played most of the third quarter, uh, part of the fourth quarter, and then uh, Mason finished it off. But, you know, that, that basically is telling you they, they've made up their mind, you know, who's going to start. It would have taken a monumental, uh, like, cliff dive by Trubisky in that, that last game for him to lose the job. But I, I do think it was close until they got to that game. And after the game, he's not going to answer questions about roster rules or anything like that no and and i think that that's his prerogative right he doesn't have to tell anybody but i just feel like he's dragging this on i don't know what his ultimate ultimate goal is or dragging it on he just just tell us mitch yeah that's it And, and you know i'll be honest with you i think the company man thing like any coach would have to go through in that situation that he's in you have to discuss it with the GM. Every coach does that. The GM. Not that the GM makes all the decisions, but the GM has to be involved in that. The owner has to be involved because the owner is hearing it from their fans. Hey, we want Kenny to play. So you got to make sure the owner is okay with him not playing immediately to start with. And and I'm assuming the owner is going to be fine with that. Um, So, you know, I think he said the right things. Now, we're three days later, four days later at this point. Can you just say, okay, let me shut the door on that. It's Mitch's job uh, to start the season. Yeah, he could do that, but you know why? Why play into that? There's no benefit for coming out and saying, "Hey, it's Mitch's job." What's that? You know, he doesn't see it as a benefit for anyone. When his team knows, there's no sense in telling Cincinnati who we play week one. Why is he trying to get a leg up on Cincinnati? I think so. That's that's a Bill Belichick so. move. Not telling Cincinnati, which. What, you have to prepare for both quarterbacks yeah, now? Yeah, I mean, but they, what's you know, the advantage? Though? What, what would be the advantage of preparing even for Cincinnati both Cincinnati today said, "Listen, you know, we're preparing as Mitch is the starter." So, it's it's a, if it's a secret, it's the worst kept secret uh, in the book. I think some fans, are, like I said, these fans are like it's like a cult, uh, Kenny Pickett cult. So they're, you know, they're they're expecting Tomlin, uh, or some of them are hope really hoping Tomlin starts Kenny. Um, it was never going to happen, and I think they're going to be really disappointed. And as soon as Trubisky throws one incompletion, you're going to see the crowd start to kind of go crazy and turn on him a little bit, which is unfortunate. It is very unfortunate. But before we get to all that, let's talk about how the Steelers did in 2021. So they went 9-7-1, and the only tie in a long time that I've seen to a bad team. <laughs> So they could have gone nine and eight, or they could have gone ten and seven. So, you know, both teams should have gotten the losses for the, for that. Point. That was a bad game. It was. Then they lost in the playoffs to the Chiefs, like forty-two to twenty-one. So looking back at 
last year? Did you think they overachieved or it was just about right? I think it was just about right. I think their defense, for the most part, held it down. I think offensively, Big Ben was a shell of himself. And I wasn't expecting that going into the season last year. I thought he'd be able to move around a little bit better, make some plays down the field, and he just wasn't able to do it. Granted, our O-line was, was not good. It was a lot, you know, he had to face a lot of pressure and stuff, but, you know, our quarterbacks today, they, they face the same pressure, and they're able to, like, extend plays and stuff like that, at least from what I've seen in the preseason. So, you know, as far as how the season went, we still had a winning season. Once you get into the playoffs, I tell you this all the time, anything can happen, magic can happen. But it would have taken a miracle uh, for them to advance past Kansas City, and that didn't happen. They, you know, like you said, they got blown out. Yeah, they got blown out. So, so that last year, we're moving on. What was the Achilles heel, in your opinion, last year? Quarterback play, offensive line play, and then defensive line not having like two or three of our starters on the D line. Um, because you were ranked towards the bottom. Against, against the, the run. run. Yeah. So it wasn't a good defense. No, we lost. So uh, Tewitt was out the entire season. He, You know, we thought we'd have him back this year. And he said, you know, I'm just hanging it up, not coming back. So, um, you know, he, he was injured, lost his brother, tragically, and uh, decided to, like, call it quits. So, and then uh, Aluala was, was out as well. So, you know, we, we had some major holes in the D-line. You know, I think for the most part, we've, I don't want to say we've completely fixed it this year, but it, it's going to be better, I think, this year. Assuming our starters stay healthy, I think it's going to be a little bit better. Now, the linebackers, and we'll get to the rosters, that's something I'm a little bit you know, still worried about. They didn't play that well last year, so that's probably a question mark as well. Okay, so let's, let's go into the roster grades, because I think here we're going to have some... Uh, arguments and disagreements so in the qb position you gave them the same grade as last year in c but i went down to a d so do you want my side or you well let me go first and i didn't give them a c i gave them a b oh you give them oh you graded them i graded up. them oh higher, okay right? so last year i gave them a c and i you know i told you last year i was a little bit worried about ben i thought he'd be, be a little bit better more importantly, last year when I graded them a C, I was not satisfied with Mason Rudolph being our backup. This year is completely different. I'm happy with Trubisky. I think his his time in Chicago obviously didn't go well, but it was more about Nagy than it is about him. What I've seen from him in, in you know, it hasn't been consistent, but there, he's shown flashes while he was there. He showed flashes when he, you know, he was a backup in, in Buffalo. And so far with Pittsburgh, I think, you know, I, 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 I feel I'm going to get crushed for this, but I think he is a starting, potentially borderline all-pro quarterback. In the wow. Uh, Mitch. You're talking about Mitch, Mitch right? Mitch Trubisky. Um, he, like I said, there's certain things you he can do that you can't teach. Running the ball, he's exceptional. Um, he's a great runner. He's able to get out, um, you know, out of the pocket and scramble. He throws really well, you know, on the move. He's very accurate, has a strong arm. You know, I, I, I see why, if you look at why he was drafted in the first round, the raw talent was there, and it's still there. He just has a, a natural ability about him 
again, he hasn't been put, able to put everything together, at least not consistently. But I think, you know, this is the year. I think it's it's gonna it's gonna all come together for him. Well, and, uh, you know, let me just finish up real quick on the quarterback. So Kenny Pickett, you know how I feel about Kenny. You know, I've been talking about Kenny since he was in college last year. I watched almost all of his games. Uh, they played a lot of pick games on uh, ESPN last year, so I got to see it firsthand. And I've just always been impressed. I thought he's, you know, he's, he plays in a, in a pro system. Uh, he looked impressive. You know, he finished second up in the Heisman, broke all of Dan Marino's records. He just looked really good, like professionally ready. And all the talk throughout the NFL draft about him not being the first quarterback picked and Malik Willis this and all these other quarterbacks, like, you know, if you're a true NFL scout and you actually watch, there's no comparison. And I think that's why Kenny went in, first, in the first round and the others didn't go until much later. I think Malik all the way in, like, the uh, fourth or fifth round, I, I believe. Yeah. See, the quarterback played last year. I rated him a B last year because of Ben Roethlisberger. And Roethlisberger, I mean, he got the team to the playoffs. Maybe not himself because he didn't have a stellar year, but the defense and he had a, basically a fantasy draft receivers and running backs, which, again, the same people are there this year. But you still have a question mark on quarterback that's why i rated them a d because pickett yes he was great in college we don't know how that's going to transfer to the pro he still holds on to the ball a little bit too long for me and we're going to talk about the offensive line because let me tell you something ben got rid of the ball fast for a reason yeah because he did not trust that offensive line yeah, and he had every right not to but i'll let you finish because no, what i was going to say is like and then you talk about Mitch, who's, you can blame Nagy, you can blame the system in Chicago. I just don't think that he's ready. He has all the tools, I'll give you that. But I don't know, I'll have to see him in a live game, his decision making, does he hang onto the ball? Does he just run out the pocket right away? I have to see it for myself. And preseason is preseason. I'm not a big believer in what happens in preseason, never been. You can go 3-0, 4-0 back in the day and still have a losing record. Oh, absolutely. Let me say this, though. You, you, you gave them a, you're giving them a D. Is Kenny Pickett, is he the same on the same level as Mac Jones? Because you gave the Patriots quarterback an A. Until he wins in the NFL, he's not at the same level, no. He does not have 10 wins on his belt. <laughs> Does okay. he? Does he? Does Kenny pick it up? No, he, he does he's not. He's now starting, so no. how is he supposed to have? Well, that's. But you asked me the question. I'm just no, answering. No, I'm asking. You no, he's he, not. He's not. He's definitely not. Listen, I. You know, I don't think Mac Jones is an A quarterback. And I said that when we did the uh, review for the Patriots. A to me is you got to be in the top five to be an A. Is he a good quarterback? I think Mac Jones is great. I was all on Mac Jones last year. I think Kenny Pickett is just as good. He has some better traits. Mac has some better, you know, depends on what, what you're looking at. Uh, but I think they're both really, really good quarterbacks. And I'd probably put them in an a even playing field. I think Mitch is, because of his experience at this point in the NFL, probably ahead of both of them, to be honest with you. But I like our quarterback situation. If you were to ask me which is better, Steelers or Pats, I, 
I like the way the Steelers are. I don't want to talk. You had your chance to talk about the Pats, so stop comparing them. <laughs> hey, hey, you, hey you, I'm just saying you're giving the Pats to defend the Steelers. Oh, and they're and they're no they're triple P's of like I'm I'm not letting you know what who I'm starting there's because no need for me to de- basically don't need to be there's Reddick no there. trust in this offensive line. There's none, and we'll get to it. Wide receivers, you gave them a B and then an A this year. I give them an A and then a B this year. So the reason why I gave I went down to a B is because you lost Shushu. And I felt like, you know, losing him maybe downgraded your receiver squad a little bit. That's my only reason. Otherwise, everyone else that you have currently, you know, Deontay Johnson, Clay, Chase Claypool, George Pickens, which we'll get to him. Gunner, which you got from the Pats. Calvin Austin, again, another rookie. Miles Bulkin. Every, everybody else is pretty legit on that group. They are studs. Uh, I gave them an A. I actually think they're better than last year. And I love Schuster. He was one of my favorite Steelers. It was sad to see him go. I think he's, you know, I think he's a, he's a good receiver. But I think it was actually a, an upgrade for us uh, getting George Pickens. You know, and uh, it's good to have Gunner on our team. He's been, I don't know why the Patriots didn't use him. The receiver position, he's kind of just focused on special teams. He's been pretty good so far in the preseason. Calvin hasn't played, unfortunately. Uh, he's been kind of hurt. Probably start off in the IR. Uh, I love the squad. You know, Deontay is, in my eyes, a top, like, 12 receiver in the league. Top 10, top 12. And, um, you know, Chase Claypool, I don't think he's yet scratched the surface of how good he could be um you know let's let's see if he can take a leap this year but you know well you still need to mature i think that's part of it to be you know if i'm being fair he does need to mature a little bit but his talent is through the roof and um you know if i'm comparing our receiving roster to anyone else and i i'd argue that the steelers have the best receivers in the league now Tampa Bay, we talked about them last week. They're right up there, too. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you know, those guys are, they've done it already. Uh, Now it's our turn to do it. See, this is the thing is that on paper, if I was doing a fantasy league, which I'm not, I would would definitely pick most of these guys. Be like, I just love wide receivers from the Steelers. But like, it's almost 10 days and you still don't know who's passing them the ball. How can you not know? Oh, we, who, no, I told you we know. No, we it's don't. He hasn't publicly said it, so we don't. <laughs> so until he publicly says it, you're not going to be Well, I don't play for the Pittsburgh Steelers, so I don't know. Yeah. I'm just a fan. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you he, say you know, it's Mitch. And I honestly, say I, I don't care. If it's Kenny why, or Mitch, no, you don't those want guys Kenny. are going to You definitely don't want Kenny. Why, why wouldn't you want Kenny? Because the offensive line is not ready. If I if I had Mac Jones, I'd say I wouldn't want Mac starting because he can't move around. He's a different player. No, uh, Kenny, no we're not talking about the Pats. Kenny Don't compare can, the Pats. Kenny can move around in the pocket. He's done it. Uh, in you know when he played for Pitt. He's then why not go five. with Kenny then? Because you know they're going to bring him. That's the Steeler way. Look at Big Ben. You know Big Ben didn't play right away. Uh, it wasn't because of, you know until an injury to, to Maddox did Ben get his opportunity. It's just the Steeler way. That's how they do things. They bring people along slow. They're not going to cave into public pressure. 
You know, that's just, and it's frustrating. Don't get me wrong. There's been times I'm like, well, God damn it. Why, you, you know, why do you keep doing this? But that's how they are. That's their philosophy. You know, I yell all the time. Don't draft 20 receivers every single year. You, you're going to end up like not being able to pay them and, and lose them. And that, you know, they still draft two every year. It's just that, you know, that's their philosophy. That's how they, they do things. You know, I think they'll bring Kenny along slow to protect him. But, you know, Mitch will be in a short leash. And, you know, if he makes a mistake, they'll, they'll go to him pretty quickly. But I, I don't think he's going to make a mistake. I think he's actually going to do pretty well. All right. Well, you running backs, you went from a C to a B. I went from a C to an A. Why did you give him a B? So... I did upgrade from last year, like as you said. Najee is there. I think Najee is a great running back, top five in the league. And, you know, I said that when he was drafted last year, he'd be top five in the league. I think the difference this year is, you know, although we have an uh, undrafted free agent that's uh, in Jalen Warren that's playing, he is he's, he's a baller. And he deserved to be drafted, even though he wasn't drafted. I'm really happy that he made the team. I think he's going to be a huge difference maker. You know, Benny, Benny Snell is still there. He's our, you know, probably number two listed at least. Uh, but he's more of a, you know, I think a special teams player. I think they're going to, what based on what Jalen Warren showed, if something happens to Najee or if you want to give him a breather, last year I was concerned. This year, not so much. I think I'm, I'm comfortable with uh, Jalen Warren being there. So I upgraded him to a B. Yeah, I, I like Najee Harris. I like uh, Benny Snell. I like Jalen Warren. That's why I graded him eight. However, no, I was doing a little bit of digging on the sports betting world. And they think that uh, Najee Harris is going to hit 1,200 yards again. If they think, if the betting world thinks that they're going to be 1,200 yards for Najee Harris, that means that there's not going to be a lot of throwing. It's going to be a lot of running, running the ball. Well, not necessarily. Um, I mean, he hit 12. He had a lot of carries last year. He wasn't very efficient because the line was terrible. I hope. I think he can hit 1,200 with less carries. That's the, that's the expectation, I think, from the team. They want to be more balanced. Um, yeah, they want to run the ball with Najee and be aggressive. At the same time, I think having Mitch or Kenny – uh, at your quarterback position gives you an opportunity to get the ball downfield, which we couldn't do last year at all. So they're not going to, you know, move away from the run. I just don't think they're going to kill him like they did last year by giving him the ball, you know, 30 times a game um, you know, with running and passing. So I think they're going to ease, ease him in. You know, it's a long season. they got to keep him upright and healthy. You know, he'll still be our every down back. But I think I expect him to – you know, at, at least match last year's numbers, if not do better than he did last year. Well, for tight ends, we kept it the same. So you gave him a B last year and this year, and the same for me. I think that this is a really good tight end group. You got Zach Gentry, Connor Hayward, Pat Freemurth. I think this is a really, really good group of uh, guys that you have here. Yeah, they all do different things. Pat is our main guy. He, to me, I, you know, I'll be honest, and I, again, I'm going to shock some people here, but he could be like the next Travis Kelsey. That's how good I think he is, and that's what I think the fans kind of expect. 
He is that good of a route runner and receiver. Rookies don't generally come in like they did last year and put up, you know, the numbers that he did. I think he's just going to grow from there. He's solid. You know, and then as far as the other guys, Gentry, you know, he's a tall blocking tight end. You know, he has shown a lot of promise too in the in the offseason this preseason. We'll see what we get from him. Uh, and then Hayward is purely a uh, like a receiving tight end. You know, he's in there for, you know, gadget plays, catching stuff, you know, underneath and stuff like that. So, you know, he's going to excel there. So it's a, it's a decent squad. You know, Pat obviously is, is uh, to me, one of the bet better tight ends in the league. You know, I, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy with that group for sure. Okay, Ron. So now we're going to talk about the offensive line. You went from a C to a D. I went from a D to an F. I actually went to an F. So I Oh you did you did went to an F. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we both agree that this offensive line is basically the same Achilles heel that they had last year. So Ron, why did you grade them so bad? Well one, I probably overgraded them last year with the C. They probably should have been a D or an F last year. But you know, so far this off season has been brutal for our offensive line. You know, it's, to this day, we're a few days away from game one. It's still a work in progress. I think we know who our starters are, but there's no confidence. I think there's a lack of confidence in some of the guys that we're throwing out there uh, in our offensive line. So, you know, we're, I was hoping that, you know, these last couple days, Steelers will pull off some sort of trade to try to find a starting uh, guard. Guards with the position we've been struggling at at the most. Uh, left guard specifically but you know it's been atrocious the first couple of games were like atrocious quarterbacks were had no time to throw they were letting you know people just run freely uh, and then when it came to like run blocking they they weren't they were missing you know their guys just didn't look quick on their feet or anything so in the last game game three they actually played better but uh, if you watch, there were so many penalties, so many false starts, illegal, not illegal motions, just uh, not lining up correctly uh, at, you know, left tackle position. A lot, we we're just shooting ourselves in the foot, a lot of penalties on the, um, on the offensive line. So that's something that's disappointing. I think, you know, they're going to be, if they don't fix things quickly, it's going to be their Achilles heel. And they, you know, right now, if I was to grade them, I'm giving them an F, meaning they're, you know, one of the bottom five offensive lines in the league. I think that's a fair, you know, fair view on, on how they've been so far. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's a very, very fair assessment. I mean, I looked at, I looked at last year's compared to this year, the roster. I mean, they were rated number 26 out of 32 teams. None of your offensive linemen got a 70 or above as far as a grade. Talking about Moore, Moore Jr., 57. Dotson, 64. Kendrick Green, 53. Trey Turner, 69. He was the only one that was kind of close. And then Okorafor, is that how you pronounce Okora. it? Okorafor, 63. I mean... Yeah, and Kendrick Green, there were serious talks about him not even making the team. That's how bad he, you know, he played 
last year. This is only his second year. You know, he played out of position last year. Well, I shouldn't say out of position. He played center. And he was able to do that, I think, throughout college, you know, rotate between uh, center and guard. But he just did not look comfortable at all last year at the center position. He moved to guard this year, and he's looked atrocious there. So there was realistic belief that he might actually be cut and not make the team. But he's, he's on it. He's just not starting this year. So, Ron, you should answer me this. So we saw last year how atrocious they were. So we think, okay, I know you guys need a quarterback, but you really need to draft one of these big guys for the draft. So what do they do? They don't draft an offensive line at all. At all. In Alabama, you can just draft one of those dudes, and you know automatically your offensive line is better. So and why? I didn't think they would. Why didn't they draft an offensive player? So and this offensive is where, line. like, if you – you know, as a Steeler fan, and there's some fans that don't really pay attention to what people are saying, and then there's others like myself who just like absorb everything. So the GM and the owner came out and said, you know, we needed last year veteran presence on our offensive line, right? Our offensive line was young. His regret was not bringing in veterans. To, to be a support for the offensive line. So that told me they weren't drafting anyone because what's the point of just going in the draft and bringing someone on young again? So they went out and they got a couple of veterans. They got Mason Cole. Uh, they, I forgot what team he came off of, uh, from. And then there was some other guy that they brought in too. So he did exactly what he said he was going to do. He went out and got better. Now, are they, were they the best veterans? These are not pro bowlers. You know, no, not necessarily. They weren't necessarily Pro Bowls, but, you know, he, I guess, they were thinking, okay, if I just bring in a veteran presence, that will make our line a little bit better. And I, I partially agree with it because you do need, we did need leadership on the offensive line. I was hoping they would go after, and we've had conversations about this before, center was a position we struggled with again Kendra Green playing out of position a little bit I wanted them to go after Ryan Jensen from the Bucks because he was a free agent uh, he's hurt now you know he's starting on uh, IR but he has that leadership and he's a good I'd see I would say he's a great center but he's very good but more importantly he's a great leader that's the kind of leadership we needed and we didn't get him uh, unfortunately uh, but Mason Cole's been he's been okay you know he's probably been the lone bright spot and he hasn't been perfect either on the offensive line but he is certainly an upgrade to what we had on at the center position compared to last year because listen i understand that the pittsburgh steelers are not a big market team right so they're not gonna spend money every season to get you know to get a star player but you know you know football enough that you know that the foundation of any team starts with the offensive line and the defensive line. And if your offensive line is not good, you can have star wide receivers, you can have stars running back, you can even have Mitch, which you think he's all pro level, you're not going to do well. Yeah, it's going to be a struggle. And I think part of the reason, too, they're struggling isn't just that we have some new guys on the offensive line. But there's uh, also a, a new philosophy, offensive line philosophy with our new coach. So, you know, he wants them to be more aggressive and attack, uh, especially when it comes to pass protection. 
and they're struggling with that. They're not doing well at moving their feet. They're whiffing a lot, you know, when they when it's time to reach out and and uh, hold on to the defensive player, they they're they're missing, you know. So I think it, it's going to take some time for them to get used to those new techniques. Uh, everyone's struggling with it right now. Hopefully, you know, in a couple weeks they can get it fixed. It's not going to be an easy fix. They're not going to have it ready by week one. You know, but hopefully by like week six or seven or eight, they, they start to get better with the, tech, the technique and they're, um, you know, they can perform a little better compared to last year. Yes, compared to last year, you can. There's no, it's the only way to go up. All right, let's talk about the defense, the linebackers. You went from an A to a B. I give them the same grade. Why did you go down one? Yeah, and, and probably again a little bit of um, over uh, scoring them or over ranking them last year. Devin Bush has not played well. Did not play well at all last year. Uh, it has not continued not to play well so far in the preseason. You know, he has is penciled in as our starting linebacker next to uh, uh, Miles Jack, who's been you know pretty good. He's been really good so far. But Bush has been a shell of himself since his injury, which is unfortunate. He's a first-round pick. He looked really explosive his, his rookie year, and he just hasn't been the same. So I downgraded them a little bit, but you know we still got. You know, uh, like I said, Miles Jack. You got T.J. Watt. In my eyes is one of the probably the second best defensive player in, in the uh, entire NFL. So we're in pretty decent shape with our linebacking crew. And you just got Malik Reed. Yep, we just got Malik Reed. So, you know, and who's to say they're done? You know, they they still got. I think they have like seven or eight positions still available on their practice squad. You know, we're still, you know, season hasn't started yet. They may still look to uh, improve the starting linebacker roles. Yeah, I think uh, TJ Watt is the star of that linebacker crew. Miles Jack, he's actually a pretty good player. He just was in a Jacksonville. They were good, good defense, and then they went downhill. But he's a good player. You know, you still got Devin Bush. I know he has all those. He let let you down some years, but I think he still got it. So yeah, I think uh, I grade him the same as a B. Go into the cornerbacks. You went C both years. I went C both years. Ron, you did not see any improvement in the cornerbacks. No, I think they're good. C to me is average. I think they're. You, you know, think they're gonna miss Joe Hayden? I don't know. You know, that's. A, I don't want to minimize you know what joe had hayden meant to our team and means to our team but you know we we got some younger guys there now joe, he was up there in age we got some younger guys there now that are you know are have competed and played really well so um i think they're a good group you know i don't think there's any besides you know in this in this safety position which we'll get to that's you know that's where we have mika but you know we got uh, Witherspoon has played really well. Sutton, I think, is is a really, really good defensive back. We got Levi Wallace. You know, he's he's there too from Buffalo. So I think, and Trey Norwood. I don't, you know, he's played well too. So I think the guys have been really good. I wouldn't put them as the best, you know, secondary in the league or anything, but I I think they'll be adequate for sure. Yeah, I think 
also having Brian Flores there, I know he's the defensive assistant coach, I think he is. He's going to have these guys in tip-top shape, so I, I'm not too, too concerned about the cornerbacks. Even though that is a very tough division. Safeties, we both graded them a B. I went down because I think that Mika could have done more. Even though he led the team in tackles, I just feel like there was a couple of interceptions that he could have taken to the house. So I think that this year he's gonna actually going to win you a couple of games by doing the extra thing. Well, they asked him to be different last year. Um, that's why he wasn't able to make some of the... He wasn't able to, be, you know, to make uh, the turnovers like he did, you know, when he, he was when first was there that Miami? Years ago. So they asked him to come up and make tackles. And, then, and again, that's because our defensive tackles didn't play well. Linebackers really didn't play well. So, you know, they moved him up and, they, you know, they said, hey, you'd be a run stopper. That's what he did. Finished, led the team with our, you know, with tackles. Unfortunately, he didn't get the turnovers. And that's what people kind of judge defensive backs on, you know, pass, you know, breakups and turnovers. He didn't get to do that last year. Hopefully, he gets to play more freely, you know, uh, further back and just can roam and make, you know, make plays and not have to come up and stop every, make every tackle uh, this year. Uh, the D line, you went from a B to a C. I went from an A to a C. Why did you downgrade him? Still question marks here for me. Uh, you know, I obviously, you know. Last year was we talked about that it was that was a bust with uh, Tuit not not being there and you know he decided not to, to return. Cam, Cam Hayward still good. Uh, Alawala was back. Then we brought in Larry Ogujobi. I was gonna butcher his name. And then we have some younger guys too, uh, or some other guys that have been serviceable. But losing Tuit was you know to me huge with him, you know, hanging it up. But I still think they're going to be really good. I've already seen huge improvements just based with the first unit. Let me just, you know, preface it by saying our first unit has have played outstanding against the run so far in the preseason. Now, second and third string guys, you know, they need, you know, it's a work in progress on the D-line, but those, those uh, that first unit, I don't have any concerns unless, you know, they get injured or something. Yeah, I downgraded them because I know they were ranked last last year, and that's the only reason why I downgraded them. And I know that this year is going to be different because they got Hayward is back from injury, right? So I think that they're going to improve, but still that last year was horribly, horribly bad. I mean, they were dead last in uh, stopping the run. Yeah, and Hayward was there most, you know, for the most part last year. He's been hurt so far. Uh, in the preseason, but he's you know he's back and ready to go. So and he played actually in, in uh, the last preseason game, so he's ready to go. And he looked you know he looked pretty impressive. So you know, I just think they're they're going to be improved on the uh, you know on the D line this year. With the kickers, you graded them an A. I go I went with a B, but he didn't make the Pro Bowlers as a kicker. So why did you grade him an A? I think Chris Boswell. Outside of the uh, Ravens kicker, uh, is probably the best kicker in the league. I think he's he's awarded the you know, highest uh, salary at one point. Uh, the very next week, they went and signed the 
you know, they extended the uh, Ravens kicker. But, you know, he's being paid as if he's the top kicker in the league, and I think rightfully so. He's He's been clutch. He's, he's a really good kicker, so, you know, I, you know that's, that's why I rated him an A. Yeah, until you make the Pro Bowl, you're not getting an A from me. You'll get a B because he's a good kicker. Uh, the returner, you gave him an A because he made the Pro Bowl. That's why? Uh, yeah, and just to go back to Boswell, so he did make the Pro Bowl in 2017. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, five years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, that so counts. So he is... You know, he's a, a Pro Bowl caliber player. Return, you know, um, I upgraded them to a B. Gunner, I think he, he, he was all pro, right? You know, when he was on the uh, Patriots. So I assume he's going to be the one uh, back there for the most part. Calvin Austin, I think they kind of expected him to compete for the return duties. He hasn't played, unfortunately. But I think we're solid. Uh, in terms of our return game, I'm, I'm very happy. This, this might be the, our best return team, uh, special teams, that we've had in a long time in Pittsburgh. So overall, you gave the team, and let me know if you have this, 905 points, yep. 882. I went with 875 and gave them 80. So... They're like a C plus, B, B minus, what would you say? From my side, and you gave them a straight B? They're a B minus. A B minus, yeah. Yeah, I think C plus will, remains to be seen. I don't know. Maybe I, I grade them too high. So let's go on to the schedule, which is, you know me, I love arguing about this. So game one, Sunday, September 11th, at Cincinnati. We both gave them L's. Do we need to expand on why or? Let me just say this. I'm not, I think this is going to be a closer game than, than people expect. And I think it can go either way. Cincinnati, I don't want to spend a lot of time on them. I think they're a good team, obviously, you know, uh, based on what they did last year. But they were still 10 and 7. Um, I think people are, you know, have just gone overboard a little bit with how good they are. I think they're a good team, but we can beat them. You know, now let's see how our offensive line holds up. Let's see. There's there's a lot of newness to our team, so I you know I'm not gonna get carried away with week one on the road. I'm just giving them an L, you know, for this first game. Well, the, let me just say this because your Paper Steelers are not favored to win that division. It depends on what you look at. So I saw something on Fox saying, I think it was Fox put it out if I'm not mistaken that they they had the Steelers winning the division. So. You know, if you look at the odds Fox. for Vegas, you got to yeah, go no. to the real betters, not Fox. You got to go to MGM. You got to go to the Caesars Palace. You got to go to a real betters. And they have Baltimore and Cincinnati's winning that division. That's fine. We beat them twice last year, but that's okay. So I'm just putting that out there that uh, Steelers are not favored. Game number two. Which will be at that game uh, versus New England, September 18th. You gave him a W. I, I gave him a loss. The reason why I gave him the loss, and I don't think your offensive line is going to be ready by then. I don't think your whole offense is going to be ready. Oh, yeah. We're, we already know that. He already, Bill Belichick already came Forget out and said line. it. He already said it. Your entire it. offense is not going to be ready for game two. We don't um, need to. Score a lot of points because you guys are not going to be scoring none. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. I mean, you can't 
if you look at the preseason, you see you see six touchdowns, no interceptions, 120 rating or whatever it's been. Again, preseason is not even. I get it. I get it. Even, it's not even real is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> All right. You're looking at fake stats. Okay. Those are fake stats. All right. Well, me and you, we gotta, we'll have a friendly wager going yes. on for this game. But this is a win for me. They're at home. I think they're a better team. I'll be honest with you. I think uh, roster-wise, uh, they're a better team. Um, and they're playing at home. They should win. Yeah, I don't think they're a better team. I mean, I say they're not a better team. Vegas says it's not a better team. I just don't see that. Game number three. It's going to Thursday night game, September 22nd. At Cleveland. W's and W's. I don't think we need to go into it too far. But, yeah, the defending Watson is not going to be at this game. Even though the Browns defense is not bad. Yeah, they're good. They're good. I just don't know what the offense is going to look like. Game number four, October 2nd, Sunday. The Jets come into town. You gave them a W. I gave them a W. Do we need to explain why the Jets are still bad? No. No. They stick. So far, I gave them a 2-2 two and two record. You gave them a 3-1 and one record. Yep. Sunday, October 9th, at Buffalo, we both gave them L's. You don't think that they'll be ready for Buffalo? It's funny. We beat Buffalo last year, first week of the season. Um, and Buffalo, there's, they're a team that don't always play their, to their potential until it counts. You know, get them to the playoffs, and, and then it's a different story. Uh, Buffalo is a better team. You know, I this game is in Buffalo. Buffalo should win. Now, I'm not going it, to. It'll be one of those games. They either come out and ball out. And put up like thirty or forty points pretty easily, or they thirty and forty. You haven't put up thirty points in like eighteen games. No, I'm talking about Buffalo. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, you know, I'm talking about Buffalo. You know, Josh Allen to me is the best quarterback in the league. You know, so, and I've talked about that before, but you know, sometimes like last year again, they were another team. I forgot what their record was uh, in the regular season, but they don't always play up to their competition. But I don't think, you know, we're going to be good enough to, to be able to get a win uh, in Buffalo at all. Yeah, I think Buffalo is strong. Buffalo, Buffalo is a contender to win Super Bowl again, right? Absolutely. Game 6, Sunday, October 16th. Tampa Bay comes into town. We both gave him losses. I gave him a win. Oh, you gave him a win. Wow. Yeah. Why? Here. And, you know, when we reviewed the Bucks last last week. Too, too many new uh, players at the offensive line position has me scared. Tom Brady not being there. And I know he came in the priest, you know, he's, he looked really good when he came in uh, last week. That gives me a little bit of pause, too. I think TJ Watt is just going to go off. That's, that's why. I think he's going to feast on their O-line. Brady, we know he's he's good in the pocket, but if you get him to move, he's he's not that good. So I think we can pull out a win here. I I disagree. I if you're comparing apples to apples, Steelers don't have a better offensive line. And if you're comparing apples to apples, if you they both have bad offensive lines, why wouldn't Tom Brady know what to do with the ball as opposed to Mitch or Kenny? 
not saying he wouldn't know what to, to do with the ball. He's going to get rid of it quickly. But I think Pittsburgh will be able to slow him down and get some pressure on him and get to him a couple of times. And I don't think they're just going to come into Pittsburgh and, you know, win easily. I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a battle. And to me, I think this is, when I looked at the schedule, these are one of those games, uh, just like last year when we beat Buffalo, it was one of the, the games that I think we can, we can win. All right, all right. So we go to Game 7, Sunday, October 23rd at Miami. You give them a W, I give them the W. You, you don't think Miami be ready by then? You know, I'm not sold on Miami now. They, you know, they looked a lot better this that final game, preseason game. Um, not sold on Tua. Tyreek Hill is scary. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just not sold on Tua just yet. I just don't don't. I, when I look at first year coaches, they don't they don't really scare me. They still. Actually, you know, I like the coach. I actually like the coach. I like the team. The defense, some of the weapons they have at receiver, especially, they have a good team. It's the quarterback position I'm worried about for them. I don't trust Tua. I don't trust Tua, but I don't trust a first-year coach. It's almost like a rookie quarterback. Until you get a year under belt and you know what the ins and out, what the timing and how the flags are. Even though he was really great at the 49ers offensive coordinator. I just don't trust it. Game number eight, October 30th at Philadelphia. Did you give them a loss? Yep, I did. I gave them a loss. Philly's going to be too much for them. Yeah, they, to me, they are, they're actually, they're a Super Bowl contending team. Uh, Jalen Hurts can put, put it all together. There's no excuse for them not to be a good team this year. Yeah, that's a big question mark. And I know that there's a lot of talk about Philadelphia and I think they just traded for a cornerback just recently. So they they're like they're making their defense better, right? But you know, is it enough just because Jalen I mean Jalen Hurts has to have a sensational year because they have good receivers, they have a decent quarterback uh, running back, and they have a good offensive line and good defensive. He has to make a leap. This is the year that's going to determine if well, he's a is franchise. Is this year four? I think it's year three. Uh, I might be wrong about that, but this is the year they're going to figure out, is he a franchise quarterback or not? Because everything around him is, is good. They've built everything around him. The defense you talked about. Offensively, they've drafted a number of receivers. They've brought in uh, A.J. Brown. they got a good running game. There's not going to be a lot of excuses uh, for him not to perform well. I think he, he, you know, he was up and down a little bit last year. I think, uh, if I remember correctly, they played the Bucks, right? And he didn't look well. He didn't look good at all in the playoffs. So, you know, he has to take a, a jump for them to really, you know, look at him as their franchise. Uh, quarterback for the you know for the rest of his career uh game number 10 this is after the bye week sunday november 13 new orleans comes into town you gave them a l i gave them an l is new orleans gonna be too much for the i, I actually gave him a w i gave oh a w you here. actually gave him a d wow you were very uh you were very hyped up about this team. i am 
Why did you change it to a W? Listen, I think the Saints are a good team. I don't know what's going to happen with Kamara with his suspension or whether he's going to be suspended at, or at any point this season. He should be back by game 10. I would think. Uh, but they haven't suspended him yet. So I, I have no clue what's going on there. But either way, uh, I like Jameis. I think he's a really good quarterback. They have some good weapons at receiver. Their defense is pretty good. Again, I just think Pittsburgh, top to bottom, is a, is a better team than the Saints. And, you know, with this being a home game again, I expect Pittsburgh to handle business against New Orleans. I think New Orleans is a better team. Your offensive line woes, unless you make a mid-season trade and bring in somebody that's actually good at blocking people, I think this New Orleans defense is going to just have a field day. Your offensive line is not good. And that's why I give them a loss. Game 11, Sunday, November 20th. Cincinnati comes into town. You gave them a W. I gave them a loss. I actually see Cincinnati as winning both games. I think Joe Burrows to Jamar Chase is too much. I think their running back might have gotten hurt or Mixon. something. Mixon, yes. Nice. I think he's good. But I think he's good. It's just, again, that offensive line, I just... That, to me, was the Achilles heel last year. And I think this year, with this division, which I think is the toughest division, probably second to the AFC West, maybe even, you know, neck and neck. It's just a tough, tough division. It is. Um, Cincinnati is not going to be an easy team to beat. I think, you know, I think they are a good team. I just don't think they're great. You know, and I'm trying to go back to our... I know they blew us out at the end of the year. The first game they won also was 24-10. to 10. So they swept us last year. You know, if I'm being honest, Cincinnati's a better team. But this game's at home. And I think, you know, if, if we can play solid defense, that we can, we can have a chance. Now, Cincinnati has some questions, too. If you remember last year... Their line didn't play well either. Now they brought some guys in to protect Burrow a little bit better. So we'll see how they play. But, you know, it's it's a divisional game, and divisional games are generally close. So there's no reason we can't split, you know, split uh, split the you know the series with Cincinnati. And you know, you still haven't played Baltimore, so week twelve, it's a Monday night game. November 28th at Indianapolis. Did you give him an L? Yeah, I yeah. give him an L, Indianapolis. I mean, when you talk about Super Bowl contenders, is Indianapolis a Super Bowl contender? I don't know. I think they're, I think they're a good team. I like Matt Ryan. Uh, they got some good pieces, but they're not, you know, they still got some holes too. Um, they don't have a lot of weapons. Their running back's good. They have one good receiver. There's not a lot of options, um, so I think they're beatable. But you know, this game for us is on the road, uh, so I'm going to give the win to the Colts. We're going to go to Week 13, Sunday, December 4th, at Atlanta. You gave them a W. I gave them a W. Uh, Atlanta is just not a good team, right? Yeah, I think they're going to be improved compared to last year. I like Mariota. I think he's a good quarterback. I'm hoping he has a decent season for him. You know, for him to 
because I like him as a as a quarterback. Um, they got some weapons and the young guys, you know, Kyle Pitts, um, and then they drafted a, a kid from I think USC. Uh, they're just young in a rebuilding stage right now, so I don't think they're going to be really ready to challenge a lot of teams in the NFL this year. Week 14, Sunday, December 11th. Baltimore comes into town. Did you give them a W or a loss? I gave them a loss. I gave them a loss. This is one of the games that, again, just like Cincinnati, I don't think... This is the thing. It's like I was looking at Baltimore, and what happens every season almost is that Lamar Jackson has some kind of injury. Almost like Kyler Murray. It's something's nagging him. We don't know what it is. But I think that is early enough, week 14, that plays through it. That's why I gave him a lot. I think, so we swept Baltimore last year. Um, but that doesn't mean they're not a good team. I think there's some question marks on that team with their running game. I think they brought somebody in today. If I'm yeah, they brought Drake. Yeah, so their, uh, their running back is still hurt. His recovery is not going well. They're a running team, so they got to figure that out uh, if they're going to be any good. But with Lamar back there, they can be anyone. And yeah, we swept them last year, but you know I think they're more than capable of, of beating us. I, I actually have them beating us both times this year, so at home and on the road. I have Baltimore winning. Week 15, Sunday, December 18th, at Carolina. Uh, you gave him a W, I gave him a W. Carolina is now ready for this kind of level uh, team, right? I think Carolina's going to be actually pretty decent. They're going to be one of those teams that you're going to look back and say, damn, you know, they're on the fringe of like 500, almost threatening to make the playoffs because of the play of uh, Baker Mayfield. I think he's a much better quarterback than Sam Darnold. Question. The question will always be, can McCaffrey stay healthy? And, you know, that's kind of going to determine how their season goes. But it's not going to be a, you know, if they're all healthy, it's not going to be a, a cakewalk, that's for sure. This is week 16, Sunday, December 25th. Uh, Las Vegas comes into town. Did you give them a loss or a W? I gave them a loss. I think, the, I think Vegas is uh, legit. I love, I'm a huge Derek Carr fan. Their offensive line looked impressive uh, this preseason. I expect them, especially now with uh, Daniels as the coordinator, I expect them to be in the playoffs this year and really, you know, be one of the better teams in the uh, AFC this year. So you don't, because I don't think all four teams can make the playoffs in that division. So who are you leaving out? I think I don't think Denver is going to be as good as people think they are. They're going to be. So who do you think? Who do you have winning that division? Then I got to go back and look because I think it's going to be pretty close. I think yeah. You know, I think that this is, might be the year Chargers step up and and win. But it's hard to count go against Kansas City. It really is. It's hard to go against them. But um, I do think Vegas is. A really good team, one of the better teams in the AFC, and, and I think they're going to be right there with them, with both of those teams competing. See, it's my my same same theory that I have about first year coaches. I think Las Vegas has a really good team, 
And I know that McDaniels does have experience because he was with Denver before. But I actually have him as the last in that division. I think it's going to be San Diego, Kansas City. Maybe you can switch those two, Kansas City, San Diego. Denver, because I like the quarterback play and I like the defense. And I think Vegas, don't get me wrong, they might go, you know, 9-8. and eight. They might get an extra victory, 500, but I don't think they're, gonna, they're a playoff team. So we got Baltimore, week 17, Sunday, January 1st, at Baltimore. You gave them a W. No, I have them on loss. You have them a loss? Okay. I'm getting swept by Baltimore. Okay. So last year, they had it. You don't think this year they have it? Who? The Pittsburgh. No, I think they got it. I, I, when you say they got it, what do you Against mean? Baltimore. Like against Baltimore. Mm, no. I, and again, that's me expecting everything to be, you know, for, for their team to be back to back to normal. So, again, their running game is going to be important. If they're back to way that the way they were a couple years ago, they're, they're a hard team to beat. This is the last game, Sunday, January 8th. Cleveland comes into town. By then, I think either they shut down defending Watson or they play him. But we both gave him a W. You don't think Cleveland... So you think Cleveland is going to be the last team on this division? I do. I think I think their roster is good. I'm not a fan of Jacoby Brissett. That's a, there's a huge difference between Deshaun and him. And to be honest, like even if Deshaun was to start the year, he hasn't played football in, what, two years, basically? That, that was a lot to ask him to come in being away from football for so long and expect him to save your franchise in one season. So, you know, if they're looking at the lo- the big picture, like long-term, they're, they're in good shape because he'll have a full off-season next year and, you know, he should be able to get back to his, his self. Uh, it might take him a few games. But I think, you know, if I'm them, I'm, there's no reason for him to play at all uh, this year. So what was your overall record that you gave the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, I have them at 10 and 7. 6 10 and, and 2 7. at home, uh, 4 and 5 on the road. Yeah, so basically I, I have them as flip-flop. So I have them going 7 and 10, 4 and 4 a home record, and a 4 and 5, excuse me. Let me rephrase that again. I have them as three, three and five. Yeah, three and five on the road, four and five at home. So I don't, I just don't have a lot of, and I think the the over and under is seven and a half, right? So this is the thing. This is why I don't think that this is a playoff team because. We saw what happened last year. We saw that the offensive line was horrible. And they basically didn't invest in, like, money into the offensive line. They did. Now, whether they're the right people and the right coach, that's that's a question mark. But I'll make it simple. Are we a better team than we were last year? What are you, What's your honest opinion? No. Now, no, because... You're playing this cat and mouse game about who's starting the quarterback. You know that Big Ben. You know Big Ben was your starter no matter what. Okay. Even if he came out in crunch. Is Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett better 
than Big Ben was his last season. Let's be honest. I don't, I don't know because I don't know yeah. how Mitch and Kenny are going to handle this horrendous offensive well, line. Yeah, you haven't been watching preseason because they've been Again, preseason does not matter. I think Pittsburgh is a better team compared to last year. Um, this team has never, Tomlin has never had a losing record. I don't think he'll have a losing record again this year. I think they'll get to 10 wins. Now, if they get to 9 instead of 10... You know, that was one game off, but seven and a half is. I so think you think this is a playoff team? Do you think this? Got- I think this division is is tightly packed, and I think nine wins, ten wins for sure will get you in. Nine wins got us in last year. Uh, I think ten wins for sure will get us in. Nine wins got you in last year by the very the last game, and I don't think that. There was a lot of luck involved in that, and I don't think you have I, it. I, think I don't think you're going to have it two years running. So I, I think, you know, it's not just our division. You just We just talked about, you know, Kansas City, Chargers. They're all going to beat each other up, too. I think you're going to be looking at a lot of teams that are like two or three games over 500. You're not going to see a lot of teams winning 14 games. You know, I don't think Buffalo's going to win 14. I don't think Kansas City's going to win 14. You know, I don't, I don't think name a team. You know, NFC. I just think they're just way too close, and these the records going to be more compacted. So I, I I can see a nine and seventeen making it this year. All right. So you're running your estimation. This is a playoff team. Is it a deep playoff team? Like can it win? Can it win the Super Bowl? Uh, that's a bit of a stretch for me. I think um, I think it is a playoff team. I think. Can you win game one? You're gonna break the streak. Depends on who we're playing. It does. Uh, listen, it doesn't matter. It's, it doesn't matter who you're playing. It does matter. It, it's a huge. If deal. you get in the playoffs, the whole point is to win it all. It's of not course, just to get in. Of the course, that's the whole. Point. Yeah. But you know, I think these t- these teams in the AFC are they're tough, uh, but they are evenly matched for the most part. If I was to look at the Steelers and compare them to Kansas City or a Buffalo, I'd say no. Now you start getting into Denver if they happen to make it. You know, even with Russell Wilson, if you, you know, then yeah, I think I think we can compete with Denver. If you're talking about the Colts, yeah, I think we can compete with the Colts. So it's tough to say. I think the teams that are going to be in are, are all going to be around, you know, 10 wins. You might see an 11-win team. I don't think anyone's getting to like 14 wins uh, like last year. But, you know, it really depends on the matchup and who we face. I don't see them running deeply, though. No, I don't think they're as good as Buffalo or Kansas City or the Chargers, who, you know, like I said, I think this, this, this might be the year for them to, to make a run in the playoffs. Well, that's where we defer because I don't think this is a playoff team. I think that this is the year that Mike Tomlin 11-year streak ends okay. right here. You want to see that. You it's not that I want to see is that. He's playing this cat and mouse because he knows he has a bad team. Yeah. He knows he has a bad team. That's my opinion anyway. So without stepping over too many of our week one over and under picks, uh, are you ready to say who your Super Bowl teams are or not yet? No, I think I need to see. I, 
let's go through that next week. I think next week we're going to talk about over-unders, take another look at uh, my over I already filled it out and stuff, but I think it's a little bit early. I'm not quite prepared to say it yet. I will say I'm going to have some surprises. There's going to be some teams in the play. There always is uh, teams that go from, like, last place, you know, into the playoffs. So there's going to be some surprises this year. I think a lot of people are on the Philly bandwagon. I, I'm one of them. I think they're going to make that jump. I like, I do trust Jalen Hurts, uh, but a lot is riding on him too. So we'll see how that goes. I do think Tampa takes a step back. Uh, I think Green Bay takes a little bit of a step back. And the Rams, you know, they're they're going to be a beast. And San Fran, I don't trust San Francisco to trade Lance. I don't think they know what the hell they're doing. So the NFC is wide open. AFC is wide open too. But I think between Kansas City and Kansas City and Buffalo, and then maybe the Chargers a little bit are kind of head over heels uh, over the rest of the AFC. So, yes, I don't know. I don't know who I'm picking yet. I haven't done the over and under sheet yet. Again, it's just a matter of like who, what the schedule. I haven't even looked at every team's schedule. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. I know we're meeting again in a couple of days. It doesn't really matter. But uh, yeah, I'm saving it. For week one, when we do our review, when we do our awards, when we do all that stuff. So we're going to end the show there. So join us next week, week one. Football starting up again. On that note, I say peace. Peace out. guys thanks again for listening and supporting us you can find us at the sim podcast on instagram and twitter or you can email us at shutympodcast at gmail.com